life, whether we like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi, everybody. I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. Hey, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for joining me this week. It has been an incredible time. I thank you to my reluctant friend, (laughs) Gina Shemansky. I say reluctant because, you know, as she says, hey, I'm not used to all this. And, uh, but yet she pushed through. I was so very grateful that uh, Gina was willing to step up. You know, so often when we are, when we're in a moment, you know, you're not at the top of the mountain and you're, you're discouraged, you're disillusioned, you're heavy hearted. The last thing you want is somebody to call you up and say, hey, can you share about what God is doing in your life right now? Can you share about what you're feeling? And um, I, I know it wasn't easy, but I'm so very thankful that she chose to do so. Um, in her despair, not in her greatness. I think we learned a lot, or at least I did. You know, discouragement is one of those things we want to pull the covers out. We want to run and hide. We, you know, I I still want to deal with it right now. Gina's going through a lot with her kids. She's going through a lot, obviously, with her job. And, um, but it's in those moments that God is glorified. You know, it's the opposite of how we look at things. We think God is glorified when things are really shiny and new and beautiful, but it's in those moments when God can pull us through. And I love the greatest, honestly, the message that she left me with, uh, at least what impacted me the most. And I don't even think she even thought too much about it. It's when she said, God is still God no matter what, even when I'm discouraged, when I'm down, when I'm in despair, God is still God. I think that is the lesson of the hour. What if we all could reach that point in which we understand and we not just understand it, but we believe it honestly, 100% deeply to be true, that God is still God no matter what happens. And I know that we, you know, we both kind of landed on that passage of scripture in Philippians 1:27, whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. <laughs> it, it's, it's deep, it is a high calling, and it is not easy to do. Because as you know, oof, when we are at our lowest, It's usually because someone has hit us so hard or life has hit us so hard that you want to retaliate. You want to get back. And there are times, let's just get real, when we know that it it is the Lord's to avenge. We know that God's got it. He's going to take care of it. But sometimes that can be hours, days, months, decades down the road. And I think the true test is what happens to your faith 
in the wait if I don't answer in the time frame you think I should. I had to come to a solid belief that God was still God, no matter what, and that he's got me. And I really feel like, honestly, that's the place where Gina is right now. You know, she's got to trust that whatever happens with her work, whatever is happening with her child, God has her. And he will answer in his timing. And I love that she used the other scripture about do not fret. <laughs> because nothing good's come out of fretting. You know, nothing good comes out of it. When we fret, basically we take matters into our own hands. And I know for me, when I take things into my own hands, they usually don't turn out well. <laughs> it may not be immediate, but they usually don't turn out very well. But when we went on and we were discussing the fact <laughs> that God goes ahead of us. Nothing that we're going through, obviously, is ever wasted. Nothing that we're going through, good or bad, is a surprise for God. It's a surprise for us, but not for Him. I firmly believe that we all have a timeline. We have a beginning date, our birth dates, and we have an end date. Unbeknownst to us, but we all have one. But all the stuff in between, I don't believe God is making it up as he goes. And sometimes it can feel like that, right? Like, God, are you just making this up? God, are you just messing with me? I believe nothing happens that God is not aware of. Nothing. So the question is, okay, then God, why do you let it happen? He wants to see how will you respond to the wait? Because that is indeed where the faith truly is developed. When God can go ahead of us and we can trust that he has prepared a table before me, even in the company of my enemies. That's hard to believe. We want God to just knock out all of our enemies, right? He's like, no, no, no. I have prepared a place for you in the presence of your enemies because that is where God is glorified. That amazes me. I'm humbled by my conversation with Gina this week. And Gina was willing to show herself in a state of weakness. As she said, BJ, you've seen me at, at the height of my, 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 my walk with God and you've seen me at my worst. And to be able to step forward and say, you know, sometimes I just, I believe the same is true with God. We have all of our missteps looming in our minds, all the times we've messed up all the things that we said that we shouldn't have said, all the things that we should have done and we didn't do. And it just, it, it weighs heavily on us. And God is saying, why are you carrying around something that I released a long time ago? Why are you holding on to that? She went on to say, you know, your mistakes, they don't define you. 
I think I made mention in one of the other podcast interviews, I am not the sum of all my mistakes, but yet we walk around as though we are. And that's painful. It is painful to watch. You know, when she said, she said, I I feel like such a disappointment to God. That was hard for me to hear. Wow. I didn't expect for that to move me to emotion, but it was hard for me to hear because I believe we all have felt that way or feel that way at times, that we are a disappointment to God. But it hurt me even more when she said, my child, I understand this now because my child feels the same way. She said, he apologizes to me all the time because he messes up a lot. She said, and I don't see it at all. I love him. I don't see it, but that's what he sees. If that hurts me, it's got to devastate his heart because he doesn't see us that way. She said, I, I, I love him and my love for my son doesn't waver. <laughs> Guys, God loves us and his love for us doesn't waver. No matter how much we can mess up, no matter how much we may say the wrong things, his love does not waver. Are we walking around as the mighty children of God that we are? Or have we been defeated within ourselves? You know, we talked about how Satan is the great deceiver. He condemns. Are we playing into his hands? Are we allowing ourselves to stand in what we know to be true? You know, I have this student, he's, <laughs> he's funny. It doesn't matter when he sees me, how often he sees me or how little he sees me. Sometimes he'll see me weekly. And then other times, because I, 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 I covered 13 different schools, he might not see me for a couple of months at a time. But every time he sees me, his response is the same. First of all, he's super excited to see me. Mrs. Foster, Mrs. Foster. Mrs. Foster's here, which, you know, obviously it makes me feel wonderful, but he always says, Mrs. Foster, why are you here? And every time he asks the question, I give him the same answer. I'm here for you. I want to make sure that you're doing well. I want to make sure that you have what you need to succeed. How you doing, buddy? He smiles, this grand smile, every time. Why does that mean anything? (laughs) For the same reason, guys, it means something when God looks at us and he gives us a smile. God looks at us and he sees someone worthy, not unworthy. 
I have had this student in elementary school, in middle school, and now he's in high school. And the response is still the same. He wants to know, how do I see him? Mrs. Foster, why are you here? I believe that question is more for him than it is for me, that my response matters. How I respond to him determines how he will respond to himself. Guys, do you know how God is responding to you? Not how Satan is telling you he's responding. But do you know how God is responding to you? Because it will determine how you respond to yourself. I believe that I am perfect in the eyes of God. Am I a perfect being? By no means. No stretch of the imagination. But in the eyes of my God, I am. And I accept that. I wallow in that. It makes me want to be better because of that. Are you allowing God to dictate who you are, how you see you? Even in our greatest moments of disappointment, we are not a disappointment to Him. Even in our greatest moments of sadness and despair, God is pleased with who we are. Do you believe him? Do you trust him? You know, as Gina was talking about the book, and now I need to go back and read it, it's been at least 30 years that she pointed out <laughs> this present darkness. Guys, I believe we are living very much in a present darkness. But I believe that darkness has become so dark because we as the light have forgotten that we are the light. We have allowed the darkness to rule, to reign supreme. But our God is the God of light. In him, there is no darkness at all. I think we have our eyes on the wrong things. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. Do I believe that God is brighter than this darkness? I absolutely do. Do I believe that God can take something that is dirty and make it clean? Absolutely do. Do I believe then that God can take someone, myself, who was blemished and make her blemish free. I absolutely do. You are only a scarlet letter if you allow yourself to be. We get to choose. We have the incredible privilege and power to choose. I'm hoping that this week, guys, we will choose we would choose God. We have incredible angels with swords in hand 
ready to fight a battle for us, fight the battle on our behalf. But just as Gina mentioned from the book, I don't think there's enough prayer cover. Guys, are we covering ourselves in prayer? Or are we simply going to God, covering ourselves in dissatisfaction and shame? How are you approaching God? When you approach God, how do you approach him? My little student comes up to me, bold and courageous, because he is confident that Mrs. Foster's answer is going to be the same. Are you confident that God's answer about you is gonna be the same? He really doesn't change his mind just because we change ours. Just because we choose to go against where he's trying to take us, he doesn't change his mind. As I mentioned, and I know there was a couple of you who said, I'm not sure if I agree with that, BJ, and that's okay. When God has a plan for your life, I believe that plan exists no matter what he has to do to get you ready for the plan. Jonah had to be prepared to become the Jonah that we all talk about today. David had to be prepared to become the David that we talk about today. And as I talked about or mentioned to Gina, the BJ that talks to you weekly today is certainly not the BJ of many, many years ago. She had to be prepared. She had to be readied to surrender to where God wanted her to go. I personally believe that to be true of all of us. Always say, hey, I'm not a scholar. I'm not an evangelist. I could be very wrong. This is just one sister speaking from her heart. I believe if God has a plan, we will not alter his plan. Instead, he will alter us. Guys, I am covering us all in prayer. I pray that we start to, I pray that our gift to each other, our gift to ourselves this holiday season, is that we'll cover ourselves with prayer so that angels can defend us and fight on our behalf. That we will cover ourselves, not in shame and condemnation. We will no longer regurgitate the words of Satan. We will choose to speak truth. The truth that God has put out there about us into the world. I am who he says I am. I can do what he says I can do. I will and can become whomever God says I can and will become because I love him. I choose to believe he loves and adores me. Guys, I thank you. I pray for you. I praise you. But mostly I thank my God who does not change his mind 
about me or about you. Gina, thank you for sharing in your darkness so that we could become clearer on the light that God shines on us in our dark space. Guys, until next week, as we always say, be on the lookout for the incredible hand of God. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for your time. Always, I say thank you for joining me. It has been a pleasure to hear testimony shared this week, and we will be back next week for another incredible life story. Please check out my website, enoughasyouare.com. You can find all my books and all of my writings there. I appreciate again your time. I pray that God will be with you. And until next week, be on the lookout for the hand of God. Go ahead, Dave. Play us out.